You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome to the AME Radio Show. I'm your host, Jason Dowd, and we've got a great show in store for you guys this week. Thank you for coming back and spending the weekend here with us, because I know there's so many other things you could be doing out there. There's lots of people you could be visiting and places you could be seeing and visiting, but you're sitting here with us, and we're going to do our best to entertain you for the next hour talking about art, music, and entertainment. That's what the AME stands for, art, music, and entertainment. We're going to be bringing you all kinds of news and happenings that are along the way. Plus, we've got some great interviews that will hopefully inspire you to go out there and challenge yourself to be an artist yourself. There are lots of different art out there, and it's a great form of expression with very little confrontation. All right, guys. So uh, before we get into anything today, check out our websites. We are all over the internet. You can find us at www.theamemagazine.com, and that is the AME experience, all in one little itty bitty tiny confined space. What this is is the uh, our television, radio, and magazine website all in one. All you have to do is go click any one of the links. It'll take you to any one of our venues that we have. Now, we just released our new television show, which is with Tyler Huth, and it's with Oriana, who's going to be bringing us a whole bunch of different types of dances that you guys may not have known exist. And Tyler's talking about his great movie, so go check that out when you get a chance. Also, if you are on uh, social media, we are all over social media. Uh, go to facebook.com forward slash the AME experience. Like us there and follow us because we post lots of cool things all the time. We are also on Twitter, which is at D-O-W-D Studios, which is my personal Twitter. It is the AME Experiences Twitter, and it is Imagination Arts Studios Twitter all in one. Lots of information there, so go check us out there as well. All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to be able to get too, too much in if I don't stop talking now. So uh, let me introduce our guests that we have coming up, and then we're going to go to a quick commercial break and come back, and we'll have them on the phone. We did a, pre, uh, a pre-recorded interview with uh, Dina Martin. Now, Dina Martin is the daughter of Dean Martin, and he was one of the original Rat Packs. She has got a beautiful voice. She has got a style like her father and his music, and I cannot wait to experience that with you and talk to talk to her about what she has uh, coming up, which is a brand new CD called Swing Street. Very excited to talk to her. You're going to love her. Also, we have Megan Hanna coming up, and she is the inventor of Two Chicks Vodka. This is a really brand new concept for her, and it's designed to create conversation and friendship using some of the things that we love to do, and that's drink uh, different types of uh, martinis and cocktails and cool stuff like that. We don't, we, we've never done anything like this before, so this is going to be a very fun interview as well. All right, guys, we're going to be right back, and we're going to be back with Dina Martin, so don't go anywhere. The AMFM 24-7 Roku channel broadcasts all of our shows on demand. To ensure reliability, we store and stream our content on the same servers as Netflix and Amazon. Our Roku channel is free to use, and anyone owning one of the more than 10 million Roku devices can watch our channel at no cost whatsoever. 
If you have a television show or are thinking about producing a show, you can be a part of AMFM 247's Roku channel. Watch our great shows on your Roku device. It's free and more reliable than cable TV. Are you stuck with a timeshare? Did you attend the presentation and were seduced and enticed into buying that great vacation and investment? Now you're in the terrible position of trying to figure out a way to get out of that mess. You're not alone. For over 15 years, BuyYourTimeshare.com has been helping people like yourself get out of timeshare ownership. The fact is there is no resale market. Unscrupulous telemarketers call you and say they have buyers waiting, and the next thing that happens is you give them hundreds of dollars for an ad, and you'll never hear from them again. Another fact is that an identical timeshare to yours is being offered on eBay for a dollar, and no one is buying it. If you want out of your timeshare, I urge you to go to buyyourtimeshare.com or call them at 877-94-HELP-ME. That number again is 877-94-HELP-ME. Buyyourtimeshare.com. That's buyyourtimeshare.com. 877-94-HELP-ME. 877-94-HELP-ME. A teacher holds the power to make a huge difference in the lives of students. Dee Dee Ritman's new book, Student Teaching, The Inside Scoop from a Master Teacher, will help both new teachers and veteran teachers to be the best teachers they can be, impacting students' lives one day at a time. Available at ddritman.com or amazon.com. Again, that's ddritman.com, D-E-D-E-R-I-T-T-M-A-N.com. Andrea Tanteros here from the Fox News Channel. I've got a new book out, Tied Up in Knots, How Getting What We Wanted Made Women Miserable, also known as the modern-day men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Go ahead and pick it up at your local bookstore now. It's already a bestseller, or you can get it off Amazon.com or HarperCollins.com. Hey, I'm Michael Rosander, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. All right, everybody, I have on the line with me a very special guest, and when I tell you who she is, you definitely will know it. She is the daughter of the famed Dean Martin. Her name is Dina Martin, and she's just released her new CD called Swing Street. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. I am doing great today. I'm getting ready for my trigger-treaters. I'm finally home for a little while, <laughs> and... um well, you know what? I'm, I'm great. I just love the the new CD, and I'm I'm happy, you know, doing interviews, and it's just a, a great day today for me. Well, How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I, you know, unfortunately, where I am, I don't have a lot of kids around us, so we don't have a lot of trick or treaters. But I am getting actually prepared for my birthday, which is tomorrow. So I used to love this day as a kid because I go out and get all kinds of snacks, get sick on the snacks, I get sick on uh, on cake the <laughs> next day with all my presents. I loved it. It was great. Oh, that, that's great. Well, happy birthday tomorrow. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, so you don't get many trigger-treaters, but I tell no. you, right here, we get the cutest uh, people, so that's great. I always try and be home for uh, for Halloween. I do, too. I mean, I never know. Sometimes you get somebody come up here, and, they want, and they're ready to, to trick-or-treat. Sometimes you don't, but it's okay. I mean, um, I just love looking at the costumes and seeing where the kids are and, and what, they, what, they find it, what they found interesting this year and want to be a part of it. Yes, it's going to be interesting to see uh, who they who they show up as, and of course I will be playing uh, Spooky, my version of Spooky tonight for all of the little uh, little trigger treaters. So, what did you think of Spooky? I loved it. Um, you you have a great voice, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to bring you on here because I love talking with talented people that are passionate about their work. Uh, because not only 
did you go through this? You've lived it with your family, but there's so many other people that are out there trying to do it, and they just don't believe that they can, and I believe anybody can do anything that they want to put their minds to it, and I like to hear from people that have gone through it to show you that it is possible. It is possible, and the and the thing is just never give up. Mm-hmm. If this is something that you want to do, if you want to get out there and be a singer or a musician or whatever it is, you just don't give up. Practice, practice, practice. Study as hard as you can, and uh, you know, and just just keep doing it, because it's um, you know this is something that I have always loved doing. I I was born a ham, I think. You know, in my family, um, everybody was funny. Everybody was musical, and of course, we learned from the best. You know, to have uh, Dean Martin as a, as your dad, Uncle Frank Sinatra, Uncle Sammy Davis Jr. So these people that would show up at my house, and I was able to learn from the very best. And I found out early that it was very hard work because I watched I watched what these people did, and for me to have it in my DNA, kind of, you know. I mean, I I learned this music and I watched these performers, and now I have so much fun singing the Great American Songbook. And of course, in this in this fabulous CD, putting in a few uh, songs that people wouldn't ordinarily associate with me, mm-hmm. like Spooky or Tennessee Whiskey. Um, you know, it's a great it's a great you know ensemble of of songs. I think, but as far as uh, people going after their dream, I think you can do it. And my dad taught me to dream big, and he said, if you put your mind to it, there's nothing you can't do. You know, that is so true, and you know, what What I really love is that you were able to have a father that had such a impact on the entire world, not just a, yeah. not just a little area, the entire world, you know, be able to, to train you and, and mold you into, into who you are today and help you out with your career. I mean, that, not a lot of people get that. And to no, be, they don't. I, I can only imagine what it must have been like in your house with the entire rat pack over there and having fun and, and, and singing and stuff. I, I, that's, that's, you know, that's very, very, um, uh, you know, iconic and, and you got to well, experience it. Yeah. It was amazing and fun. And as, as luck would have it, I knew that it was uh, great and amazing and fun. I would go downstairs and maybe there would be Sammy Khan sitting at the piano, uh, you know, playing. Ain't that a kick in the head? Or writing parodies for my dad and and Frank and Sammy, um, the people that I uh, grew up with. It was an amazing uh, education for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, my dad was always positive, and uh, you know he just he made it look like it was easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't easy. You know, and still I'm, I work very hard, but I did have a lot of opportunities in my life, and I and I took them mm-hmm. and I studied. And I work at it, as I say, every day. You know, it, you never stop learning, no matter how you're going to do this. And even though you've been at it and you've had, you know, family members that have been through it, obviously, you, if it, once you stop learning, it's not going to be fun anymore and it's not going to continue to grow for you. And I think that's very important for somebody to, to understand when they're doing any type of art. You know, you always got to redefine yourself. You always got to challenge yourself to something new. Otherwise, it just becomes boring and stale. Exactly, and it's all it, for me. It's always new and it's always different. Um, learning new songs because there are, you know, I have a wish list of songs that I want to record, songs that I want to sing, and I will, I will do them. 
as long as you want to learn and um, get better. I have a saying that I say to myself all the time, if you're not getting better, get off. You know, don't do it. <laughs> and, I hear that. Uh, it just it, it keeps keeps me going, but it's exciting. And the different audiences that I have, there it is so much fun. First of all, I love recording because that's a, it's personal and it's great. Uh, but I love being on stage with a live uh, with a live band, and you know the audiences are always different. And I could be with uh, my quintet at a jazz club, or I could be with the uh, symphony uh, with a ninety nine piece orchestra or a big band. It's always exciting for me, and it's always a little, well, it's it's exciting, and, you know, you get a little bit nervous before you walk out, and then all of a sudden, there you have the audience, and when you get them, and the music's just right, and the arrangements are great, and the audience is great, there's no better feeling than to be up there and to get that response from a live audience with live musicians, and it's um, it's what I love to do. What style of music really impacted you and really inspired you to, to uh, maybe take on that form of uh, music for your own self? I mean, growing up, obviously, with your with your father, that was a completely different atmosphere of music than it is today. Uh, and then it kind of grew into uh, rock and roll, which you were very much a part of the ent- your entire life. And then you even right. have in the, some of the things that are out there today. I mean, it's just a wide variety. What, what molded you to, to pick up the type of style that you use today? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question because I started my first song was my first songs were country. I was you know country. Mm-hmm. I guess it was country and western then, but now it's just it, it's country. Then I got my rock and roll group, and then you know just I was concentrating on acting. But it wasn't until and of course as I say you know you're right I grew up with this music, but after my dad passed away at Christmas in 2000, excuse me, 1995, mm-hmm. Christmas, and I started listening to his music again because I wanted to be close to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm listening and I'm, you know, like with new ears because before that he was my dad and he was a great singer and I loved all the music, but it wasn't as important to me as when he was gone. And what a shame. Oh, what a shame that we don't um, you know, value and treasure what we have while it's still here. But, right. Uh, I mean, I did, but I listened to it with different ears. And all of a sudden, I I heard something. It touched me in a different way. It was classy and classic, and and there, it was fun, and it was the big band, and it was great musicians. And so it was something that just, um, I felt it was just part of me. And I started to, uh, and I started, you know, with, uh, you know, everybody loves somebody, and ain't that a kick in the head, and that's a moray, and memories are made of this. And it just made me, Feel good, and people loved that because they, they there's a a yearning and a longing for them to hear Dean Martin. Dean Martin was such a huge part of everybody's life, mm-hmm. and now that I'm, and for me, after when I do a show and I walk out to sign autographs or sell CDs after, and the people come up to me and they go, "This is fantastic! I loved your show, but I'm I'm your dad's biggest fan," you know. And this is you know I'm talking about 20 years. I mean, he's been gone 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so it's it's an amazing legacy for me, and the music, it just as you said, is so different now than it was then in the in the '60s when my my dad and Frank and all those people were so amazing, and that music was just a joy to hear. Uh, I just feel that it's part of me, and it's. Uh, it's part of my soul, and it's the music is just so beautiful. What a great art form, and it brings everybody together. 
It does. And you know, one of the things that I really love about music, and I know I, I, anybody I, I'm going to mention this, this to will understand what, exactly what I'm saying, is that music is a, is, a, is a, literally a time machine. You know, if it doesn't matter how you're, if you're feeling upset, you listen to a song, not only can it make you feel good, but it takes you back to a time where that song had a, some type of important impact in your life and it right. makes you feel good. And that's one of the few things that are out there today that actually I think could be construed as one of the closest things to being a time machine. And, um, yeah. I don't know how many times I've actually sat down for my own artwork, try to get myself into a mood. I listen to music and it inspires me to do so many other things. And it's it's an amazing, amazing uh, form of outlet out there. It is. You know, well, it touches your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hear a song and it can make you cry. You can hear a song and it'll just make you laugh. And, and then it reminds you of, yes, that time that, uh, you know, when you met that one person. Now, when I hear my dad sing, I can always tell that he has a smile. I can see, you know, I can hear the smile on his face. And that's what I, I try to do because, I mean, I, I just love, I love to sing and I love this new album. And it's just all the, the songs and the arrangements and the, and the musicians. It's just top drawer. And I'm, I'm thrilled with it. But there's such a, an important thing that, uh, you know, all of these other great, great singers like, like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Peggy Lee, Rosemary Clooney, Bobby Darin, Nat King Cole, all of the, the greats that I grew up with, uh, it's all part of me. And it's part of, uh, I think, the universe. Because this is, uh, and you're right, with, with time, it, it's like a time capsule. And it it touches uh, everyone. I mean, I, I meet little kids who come up to me and they, they know all the words to That's Amore. Mm-hmm. You know, or, <laughs> and it doesn't matter where I go in the world, even if people don't uh, speak English. They all know all the words to That's Amore. You know, I mean, it's really, it's uh, it's touching. But... Music is universal, and it touches your soul. And, you know, one of the things that I loved, I love 50s and 60s music. And even though I grew up in the 70s and 80s and 90s and stuff like that, I was born in the 70s, I love the 50s and 60s music. I love the 30s and 40s music. And, I, you know, it's so hard to hear it today. And I think that if we lose that style of music, we're going to lose a huge part of us because it seems like it's just, it's not as popular. So people aren't, you know, putting it on, um, you know, the radio because they're not getting the, right. they're not getting the advertisements from it. But what do we do to keep something like that alive? How do we keep it going? How do we infuse it into maybe some modern music that maybe it might help keep it going somehow, some way? Do you have any idea how we can make sure that this type of music that your dad well, had I, and you did are not going to well, ever sure, lose? Well I, well, I just put out a new album, Swing Street, and that's how we keep it alive. That's how we and make it a little bit more updated. And so, I mean, I'm out there doing it every day. This is, this is what I do, and that's exactly how we keep it alive. And going on uh, radio shows and letting people hear it and, and uh, doing the shows and the crowds, you know, come and they love the music. So it's, I think it's up to, um, it's up to me. It's up to uh, singers uh, to get out there and, and do this. It's, I think one of the problems with, uh, with big band music and everything, it's, it's so expensive because you have a big band. Right. So it's easier for people to travel around, you know, with their guitar. Um, you know, which is very, very, very nice, and I and I love just the the guitar, but it's uh, it's something that you have to love, and you have to be passionate about it, and just keep going and and keep making those uh, those albums. I recorded this album at uh, Capitol Records, where my dad and Frank and all the all the greats they all recorded in Studio A, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. at uh, Capitol Records. And in fact, I was there when my dad recorded his first number one hit. And I just watched him with all the musicians, and I said, you know what? I want to do that. This is amazing. And for me to be able to go back there years later, this many years later, and record uh, this beautiful album, Swing Street, which is so fantastic with great songs, great arrangements, great musicians, uh, that's what it's about. And the people who were there recording when I was there, people are still doing big band uh, albums. And the, uh, you know, like Chris Walden, who, uh, he's the one who did the, my, um, the arrangement for New York State of Mind and uh, help with Quando, Quando, Quando and all, you know, quite a few of the songs on the album. But And he's a young conductor, arranger. He's fantastic. So it's it's keeping it alive and it's uh, getting out there and, and doing it and uh, spreading the word on Facebook and YouTube and, and with your uh, radio show here. So it's uh, it's important for all of us to... Uh, carry our load and spread the word. I was really hoping you were going to say that with your with your album. I'm so glad you did. I was that's what I was hoping you were going to come out and say. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about the album. What inspired this this specific album for you? Uh, I have a wish list of, and I think I spoke about that of all the songs that I want to record. And we went to see uh, Patrick Williams, my husband, who is the uh, producer. We went to see Patrick Williams because I have admired him for so many years. He has so many Grammy Awards and Tony Awards or Academy Awards. So I think he even has a Pulitzer Prize. But he's someone that I wanted to work with. And Al Schmidt, who is the engineer at, at Capitol, and I wanted to work with uh, both of them and, of course, Chris. So we went and we sat down with my 200 songs that I wanted to sing. And I went over them with uh, with Patrick, and we and uh, we said, you know, do you have any songs? And he he's written five of the songs that are on the album. And I said, my gosh, those are so great. I just loved. I listened to a lot of songs, and then we narrowed it down and narrowed it down, and then finally we came down to these fifteen beautiful gems that we put on this this album. And you know, it's it's just trying to make it work, trying to figure out what songs would be right. What uh, what the order of the the songs are? Oh, we have a dog. Yes, outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's the order and the the way to present it. But it was it's just songs that I love to sing, and it was just an up. Obvious, there was no big uh, organizing for four years trying to figure out what I was going to do. It's just um, it, these things kind of uh, it was organic. And we just loved these songs, and I said, "This is uh, this is what we're going to do this time." What makes this album different from the other albums you've ever port- put out or recorded for you? Uh, what makes it different? Um, let's see. I don't know that it's so different. I think that it's uh, it's it's better than all of them. I think every album uh, I get better. I think the songs uh, the song selection is uh, terrific. It's a happy, happy album. The people who have listened to it, and they call me, and they will say, my God, I played it five times in a row today, or I've listened to it all weekend. It's just a happy, great mix, and it's the musicians, and it's the arrangement, and it's the conductor, and it's all of that that comes together. Because it's not just one person. It's not just me. It's everybody who worked on this album. And these musicians are unbelievable. 
they come in, they know what they're doing, they're great, they have a good time. It was a happy session. Everybody was in a good mood every day that we went in there. Uh, not to say that in other albums that people weren't in a good mood, but this was a happy, a happy album from beginning to finish. And I love putting in the work, and so do all of these, the people who are on it. But I think it's the, the choice of the uh, conductors, the arrangers, and the arrangements and the musicians. I think it's all of that. And out of all the songs on there, obviously you're always going to have your one favorite. I mean, I, every time I sit down and do artwork myself, I always have that one favorite piece. Yeah. What is your one favorite song, and what makes it special to you? Oh, quando, quando, quando. It's just so beautiful, and it's a song that I've always loved. But I think it came out, it's great on the album. The arrangement's beautiful. And it just, it, there's something about that song that just touches me. Of course, all the songs on the album are great. I, I love New York State of Mind. I love all the, the big band, That's Life, Strangers in the Night. What a great arrangement. You know, it's so upbeat and different from, uh, Frank Sinatra's. Uh, but there's something about, for me personally, singing Quando, Quando, Quando. And when I do it in my, in my show, I sit on the piano bench with my musical director, Rick Creedy, who wrote the arrangement. And it's just a beautiful, uh, soulful, uh, touching part of the show. And so maybe that's why I love, I don't know, it just, it turned out great. I think it's just beautiful. But it's, it's hard to pick one of the, the songs that I love the, the best, but there's something about Quando. But there's something about the whole album that I just, uh, get a kick out of. And obviously people are too, which is great. Now, when, um, when, uh, people are done listening to your, to your album or whatever, what do you hope that they take out of it? Oh, I, I want them to feel uplifted. I want them to feel good. I want them to have a, a smile on their face and, you know, good energy. I just want them to be in a better place uh, than they were before they uh, before they heard it. And, you know, that music can do that. So, like we talked about earlier, they can absolutely do that. Um, yeah. I have a question for you, though. One uh -huh. of the things that I've noticed... Um, not everybody's done it, but it's really cool when it was done. But like when um, uh, Nat Natalie Cole and Nat uh, sang back up to Nat King Cole on the same album and stuff like that, you know, so many so many years later, would you ever consider doing one of those with your father's songs? I have. You have. You don't have true love. Oh my gosh! On my last album, Destination no. Moon, I did the duet with my dad, and it was my husband found the original handwritten Nelson Riddle arrangement that my dad sang about, what, 50 years ago. I went into Capitol Records. I re We uh, got fabulous musicians, of course, re-recorded the track because I had the arrangement. I went to Capitol Records, and I recorded the duet with my dad. And Al Schmidt, who is the uh, engineer, he is the one who did the one with Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole, and he did mine, Dina and Dean Martin. Well, I cannot so you've believe got I... to, you. You've got to. Uh, you have to go on to uh, Amazon or, or iTunes and uh, go to Destination Moon, and it's True Love, True I, Love by Dina Martin and Dean Martin. It's I, gorgeous. I am absolutely going to do that because that is that has been such an impressive thing for me to hear, and it's so cool to be able to do it, especially years later and stuff. Yeah, I can't believe I missed yeah. that. I cannot believe I missed that. I can't believe you missed it. And when I went in after I recorded it, not, you know, listening to my dad's voice and singing with him and going into the booth at Capitol, without as I say, with Al Schmidt, 
and Steve Jenowick, and I listened to the playback, and I just, it was overwhelming for me. It was difficult for me to get through the song, because I'm listening to my dad sing, and then I'm singing with him. Uh, but when I heard how Al put it together, it was just uh, mind-boggling to me and overwhelming, and it's so beautiful. And I do, I sing that song also in my show with a, a fabulous um, uh, video montage going on behind me while I'm singing. It's hard for me to get through it, but it's gorgeous. So you've got to listen to that. True love. Oh, I'm absolutely going to do it. As soon as we get out of this, I'm definitely going to go uh, download that for sure because I want that okay, for my you own. Won't <laughs> yeah, you won't believe it. It's gorgeous. Well, we are almost out of time, so please tell everybody once again how they can go ahead and find your, your CD um, and maybe find out more about your past albums that you have as well. Sure. Well, uh, I would love for people to go on to dinamartin.com. Now, Dina is Dean, D-E-A-N-A, -A, Martin, just like Dean, but it's Dean with an A, dinamartin.com, and they should go to my, uh, to my website and take a look because they can uh, they can listen to my music. First of all, it's a it's a fun website that we just put up. This is a brand new one this week. So if there's any glitches, let me know. And uh, you can go on to uh, buy direct, and I will personally autograph uh, any CDs. You know, Swing Street or Destination Moon, whatever they want. I will personally autograph those and send them out. Or they can go to Amazon or iTunes or uh, anywhere that. You know, the music is, is sold, but it's always fun for me to be able to personally autograph them for people. But they will love the, the website and dinamartin.com. And check out tours and events to see where I'm going to be and, and come to one of my shows. and Maybe take a look at my book. I wrote a fabulous book. Memories are made of this. Dean Martin through his daughter's eyes. We're going to make it to, into a movie. But if people will go on to dinamartin.com, I think they'll be uh, very happy. All right. Well, thank you and so much. And join me on Facebook. Yes. Also on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't forget those things for sure. That's right. Well, Dina, okay. um, thank you for coming on here, spending some time talking to, to about your father, about your music, and I hope you've inspired other people to not only go get your, your music, but also maybe try it themselves. I, well, I think so. It's uh, First of all, it's never too late. <laughs> get out there and do it and um, you know, learn your craft. And that's it. And remember, practice, practice, practice. But I've enjoyed this interview. Thank you so much. And I uh, can't wait for you to, you have to send me an email. Let me know uh, what you think of True Love. I already know you love uh, Swing Street, but now let me know what you think about True Love. Absolutely. All right, All right guys. All right, guys. Thank we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got so much more, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And share a love divine Please don't make me wait again When will you say yes to me?
Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hi, this is Dina Martin, and you're listening to my new album, Swing Street. You can get it at dinamartin.com, Amazon, of course, any place where you can get a digital download. Go onto iTunes, but I know you're going to love it. And thank you for listening to me on the radio. Hey, this is Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. From our family to yours. Season's greetings from the AME Experience. All right, everybody. I have on the line with me a very special guest. Her name is Megan Hanna, and she is part. Uh, she is the owner of Two Chicks Vodka, which is very interesting because I know tonight uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on out there with trick or treating, and I'm sure that everybody's, all the parents are going to want a little shot of vodka when they get home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, Megan? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So uh, I'm not really that much of a drinker, but I do know that there's yeah. a lot of it out there um, just because of the fact that m- the way that my body is, I know I couldn't even probably take a, I, I, I could probably drink about a quarter of a beer and get drunk. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Well, the thing about Two Chicks Cocktails is they are vodka based. They're ready to drink cocktails. So they're only 15% alcohol. So it's not like you're drinking like a straight vodka. They're just already pre-mixed. You have a lemon that's spicy with cayenne pepper, and then we have a blueberry, so that one's a little more sweet. And they're sweetened with stevia, all natural, gluten-free, and obviously they're calorie conscious because as women, we're typically concerned with uh, how many of those we're getting in every day. That's right. So what kind of got you into uh, the, uh, the make, making these drinks and stuff like that? The alcohol business? Yes. <laughs> well, I actually, I was sitting outside with a girlfriend of mine, um, and we always, actually my best friend next door, and we always drink wine. And that day she happened to have a cocktail in her hand, and I said, what are you drinking? And she says, Jack and Diet. And I said, why would you drink that? Like, you know, we can have some good stuff now at our age. And she said, oh, you know, fat girl on a diet. Now, she's like a teeny tiny person. But what it got me thinking about when she said that and what I said to her, I said, I'm going to bottle that attitude because what it really got me thinking about is as women that we often feel not enough, whether that's we're not skinny enough, we're not smart enough, we're not pretty enough, just not enough. And I thought, I'm going to create a cocktail line that embraces all those differences and that we are enough, regardless of our size, where we come from, how educated we are, where we live, what we drive. I really just wanted to create a new kind of like community and club that everyone felt a part of and that was authentic and, and real. 
Now, with the with the alcohol products that you have, do you create those yourself, or are they uh, like uh, mixtures of different types of brands that you put together? Um, how is it, how does it work for you guys? Because I know a lot of a lot of wine people does, they make their own wines. You know, they grow their own grapes. Is that the same type of thing for you? Yeah, I created the formulas, um, and I came up with the different flavors. Really, I wanted, well, the lemon and cayenne pepper. I came. I was on one of those juice cleanses and wanted to kill myself because it was horrendous and awful and I was so hungry and just miserable during it but I thought oh when I got to this lemon cayenne pepper drink that they have um, I thought this would be really great with vodka in it and so that's where that one came from and then blueberry just because blueberries are full of antioxidants Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make the drinks not only taste good but also something you can feel good about putting in your body while you're also enjoying a cocktail because everything in moderation that's right now, how do you come up with some of your flavors for it? I mean, is it just kind of like an experimental type of thing, or do you just uh, you get these ideas where it's like, okay, I know this is going to taste good because you've tried it in the past, you just make it? Yeah, I mean, really, when I came up with the flavors, it was really just, you know, things that I saw were popular at the time, and, and, and blueberry is one of those flavors that tends to go well with everything, and I just noticed that it was in everything, like other food products. And so, honestly, like, I just made them up. And then I named the drinks. I have Bodacious Blueberry and Twisted Lemon. Um, I named them after different kinds of women friendships. And that we can all fall into those different categories all at different times. Um, So that's really where the flavors come from. And then I just, I have a company that I use that helps me with the formulation as far as the chemistry part of it. And then they're all put together at at a distillery. Interesting. So, yeah. kind of give me a little bit of a background into you. Um, what was your? Yeah. What, what, how did you grow up? And and did you? Was your family like really into into wines and and uh, different tastings of uh, of champagnes and stuff like that? I know my family was. Um, they tried, but I just never kind of got into it as as they did. What was that the same for you? No, no, not really. Um, I actually, I'm I'm from Northern California, and I grew up with two moms. And I have a sister, so two chicks as moms and, you know, two of us as sisters, and now I have two daughters. Um, and one of my moms ran inmate services for the local sheriff's department. And as a child, I grew up playing on the jail yard with the inmates. And I learned, I really was just in the sea of estrogen, basically, of just, you know, girl power all the time growing up. And really, that's really more where the, the cocktails are really more because women like to get together around a cocktail. If a girlfriend calls me crying, I come over with a bottle of champagne or something. I'm now two chicks. But for me, it was really more about creating that kind of girl power environment and that although we might have different opinions about things and think differently about things and come from different places, that, you know, we all can support one another because we do have in common that bond of being women and needing that support and that tribe behind us. Interesting. One of the things that I have watched and noticed over the years, even just with my friends, is that when everybody goes out to a bar or something like that, or they go out and have dinner together, it always seems like the women always go for fruity drinks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Why do yeah. they do that as opposed to picking up like a beer just like everybody else? I mean, everybody's taste preferences are definitely different. I think that maybe women tend to have more of a sweet tooth, and that might be why we like the fruitier drinks and things that aren't as, um, you know, I know for myself, I don't like to taste the alcohol in a drink when I'm having a cocktail. I don't want it to be too strong, but I want it to be strong enough because personally for me, you know, I'm a person that goes out and maybe has two drinks max, and I'm done, but... um so, yeah, I'm not really sure 
why that is, except for that maybe women tend to prefer something sweeter yeah, I and guess, more sugar. I guess that makes sense because I mean, I, you know, I, I always see women; they love to eat chocolates and they love to they love their desserts probably more so than guys do it. So I yeah. guess that, that does make sense. I mean, you got to have that you got to have that sweet tooth balance in, in the things that you drink too. That's that's interesting. But I've always well, yeah, I know, and at least with two chicks, it's sweetened with stevia, which is all natural, but it doesn't have any calories in it, unlike refined white sugar. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing I've noticed too is not having sometimes when I drink wine. I also do love wine. I have a bit of a headache afterwards, even just one glass. And um, I've done a little bit of research on it and talked to people in the industry. And they have there is actually there is sugar in wine, and that's probably what's giving the headache. And I've just noticed when I'm drinking two chicks that I don't have a headache. It just feels clean. Hmm. So it's because you use a different type of sugar. Yeah, yeah. Stevia is a just a, it's a plant. Actually, it's just a sweet tasting plant extract. So it doesn't have any calories, and it doesn't give you the the same headache that a refined sugar would give you hmm. if you're sensitive to that. So how did you do all the research on stuff like this? I mean, how did you how did you know that these different types of uh, um, you know sweeteners and other and anything else impact people to change your brand up to make it a little bit different for people for other people? Honestly, just Google and having lots of girlfriends that I you know that we sit and talk about these things, and then I just most of my due diligence was really just done online and typing in the questions that I had into Google. And when you do that, I mean, I knew nothing about the alcohol industry, how to start a brand, nothing. My master's degree is in counseling. Like I, this is, was way out of left field for me, but I just am tenacious and I just found all the information that I needed, um, basically online. And then of course asking people. And then, you know, as I started to get more involved and going down the journey of creating this and getting it into a bottle, the right people tend to fall on your path. And then I was, you know, I was fortunate in that, too, to have the right people around me that could help give me direction or introduce me to the right people mm-hmm. to get it to the point where it's, you know, now sitting on a, on a shelf at a retail store. So t- tell me a little bit about your marketing plan. How did you come up with the marketing plan that would work for you? And was it a little bit of trial and error? Did you try some things and it just not worked? And you just uh, made it evolve over the time? Or did you really have a specific plan? You just went out and attacked it and, it, and it's been doing good for you? Well, from the beginning... You know, for, with Two Chicks for me, it was always about the community. And that's the best way to build a community nowadays is obviously online, right? Because everybody's online. Everyone's on some sort of social media platform. So for me, my marketing has really been about, let me tell you about this group of women that's supportive and empowering and encouraging, and you can just come and be you. That's Two Chicks. And that's what I want for people is to be a chick, they want to be a chick, and that's why they go and buy the alcohol that kind of goes along with the brand. But really, for me, the marketing has been about really more the messaging with the brand, not as much just the cocktail on its own because they go hand in hand. It's like get together with your chicks and go grab some chicks and, you know, have a cocktail with your friends. So for me, the marketing aspect has been, you know, how many women can I reach? And how many women can I hear their stories? Because that's part of Two Chicks is hearing about those stories and why those women friendships are important. And, you know, how is how has your friendships with your chicks been important in your life? Those are the conversations that I want um, to create through this brand via social media. Interesting. And that's a cool way of doing it, too. That's for sure. Um, yeah. One of the things I did when I was working at a uh, at a retail store was I noticed that different stores carried different things because of the different types of people that were there, whether it be mm-hmm. a uh, ethnic group, whether it be uh, you know an age group or something. But 
products differed between the different the, the different uh, genders and and um, age groups and ethnic groups. What has been one of the things that you sit there and market towards each maybe maybe each uh, racial group uh, that, that's out there? Do they have a preference? Is there something that they c- tend to like more than other products? And how do you make sure you get those products to them? Well, right now as we're starting up, I'm really just focused on women in general, regardless of race. Although, you know, race does bring other cultural issues up, of course. Um, but that's kind of part of the branding and, and part of my message is that, yeah, like if you are African-American or you're Indian or you're Asian, whatever that is, like they're going to come with their own, you know, cultural norms and things, but we're all women, right? And women tend to tribe. We like to have our girlfriends around. And that's really the more the message that I'm going for because it's despite all those differences that we have, that we do have this common bond of being women and supporting one another, regardless of those cultural differences or opinion differences or political differences or religious differences, that we should be able to come together at that one core level of being a woman. So really, I don't have a specific, you know, I'm not going after anybody specifically from like a racial perspective. It's definitely just women in general. That's cool. You know, I, I love. I've I've done a lot of research on different different uh, ethnic backgrounds and and everything, and it's just so cool that everybody is able to have so many different likes. And I like to try those. To, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth, I mean, I love to try all the different foods out there. I like to experience so many different things, and that's what I think makes this country so amazing. Is that we have those opportunities to go out there and try something that we've never tried before. And I agree. And I think that sometimes we get so locked in our own story that it limits us because when you know more than one story, right, about another culture or another person, it's going to change your perspective on how somebody else has walked in this world and lived their life. And that's really what I want the messaging from Two Chicks to be is that whatever that story is, that we're here to be nonjudgmental, um, to listen, to support and how we can. And I would think that our country would be in a lot better position if that's, you know, more of the messaging that we had is that we don't have to agree on everything, but I would love to learn about where you came from and you could learn about me and then maybe we can find a common ground. Sure. But really, when it all comes down to it, the whole brand about, the, uh, about, the, about your, um, your product here is that it has a story. Yeah, it's of a course. Story. That's cool. Yeah, there's a reason for it. It was more, for me, it's much more than cocktails. You know, the cocktails, yes. Are they tasty? Yes. Can you feel good about drinking them? Yes, because they're all natural and gluten-free and sweetened with stevia. Yes, yes, yes. But I really want it to feel more, almost like a lifestyle for people. You know, as I grow this brand and come out with new flavors and new things, I want people to feel a part of it. I don't want it to be about me, which is why the flavors are named after different kinds of friendships and will continue to be and will continue to use other people's stories as content uh, for the brand and their stories. Because I find with myself, I have a quite an eclectic group of friends from many different backgrounds and we don't always, you know, agree on everything, but we support one another. And I really want that to shine through in the story and in the messaging with the brand. Do you ever have any idea, uh, possibilities of coming out with some non-alcoholic versions of your products? Yeah, maybe down the road. I've definitely thought about it. Maybe like some kind of um, just more of just like a mixer or some kind of other or other beverage. Right now, obviously, we're just focused on the cocktails, baby steps. I have, of course, grandiose plans and ideas. That's just my nature. But um, right now, we're just focusing on the cocktails and in what ways we can give back. And for me, every 
We're always going to have some kind of charity. Right now, we're going to be giving a percentage of our proceeds to It Gets Better, which is an anti-bullying campaign for LGBT youth. And I'll always have some kind of something, because for me, there's it has to be more than just trying to, you know, make a dollar. Like, for me, I really, the purpose for me is to give back, create community, and that's really what fills my heart. So that's my focus. Well, having so many ideas, are you like me? Because I, I, I have to have somebody here that I, I'll, I'll constantly go out through my ideas and just spew them out. And, you know, I get, before I know it, I can get completely lost in my own thoughts. And then I don't know which way I'm going. And then the, the walls come in and you start breathing hard and stuff. But my wife, <laughs> my wife kind of slaps me out of, my, out of that and keeps me focused on one thing at a time. Do you have somebody yes. that's able to help you do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My tribe around me is amazing at that, and they're very patient with me, like, yes, 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 Megan, all of that's great, but um, here, we need to start right right here, please. Can we focus right here? So fortunately, I do have those people in my life that um, help keep me grounded and focused because, yes, I'm, I am, we're similar in that I have, there's so many ideas, but I try to write them all down and, um, you know, know that they'll, they'll, be, they'll be ready at the right time. You don't sleep very good at night, do you? <laughs> I'm I'm quite yeah, very true. Wheel spinner. <laughs> Always lots of things happening. I'm like, okay, wait, I got to do this. What about this? What about that? But I do do a lot of um, I do a lot of yoga and I meditate and um, so I do try to stay as grounded as I possibly can, sometimes successfully, sometimes not so successfully. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. It's like I go to hit the hit my head on the bed at like 1030, and before I know it's 2.30 going, to be, going on, and I'm like, okay, i got to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, got to so. stop thinking about all these things and just get some sleep. That's right. So, out of since you've been doing this, obviously you've had uh, probably a bunch of different flavors out there. But what has been one of the best-selling flavors for you, and why do you think that may be? Well, they actually just start. They go on shelves tomorrow morning for the very first time at Bevmo in SoCal, November first. So I can't answer that question quite yet, but I can probably answer it for you in a couple of weeks. Very good, and we'll definitely look forward to hearing that because I know I, yeah. I, I love I love the different combinations. I mean, it's like you go into Ben and Jerry's and you see all these combinations, and it's like which one do I try first? But you know, there's, yes. a, there's always that one person that loves that one flavor, and they go searching for it. So when you find that out, please let me know because I, I'm always interested in why people like a certain type of flavor, and it, sometimes it might yeah. even you know encourage me to try it myself. I am interested to see which one sells better because one is definitely spicy and tart, and one is sweet. And I did that on purpose because not everybody loves a sweet drink, or you can mix them together, actually, and it's a really good balance. I like them actually half and half, the lemon and the blueberry. But, um, yeah, we'll see which one tends to fare better. But, um, yeah, we start tomorrow in SoCal, um, Bedmo stores, but you can also get it online at bedmo.com. Take a prediction. Which one do you think is going to do better? My prediction on what's going to do better I'm going to say lemon, the twisted lemon. Okay. Interesting. I think that. But I I drink them mixed together. So, I mean, I don't know. It's funny. When I've done parties where I've had everybody drinking it, and then I have, like, my friends go through and kind of ask, oh, you know, which one? It's always so 50-50 of, well, I like the blueberry. Oh, that was too sweet for me. I like the lemon. Or that was too spicy for me. I like the blueberry. It's always been very split every time I've gotten any kind of feedback as well. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm just I'm just super excited to see people picking it up and enjoying it and posting to their social media platforms. 
in seeing those pictures, I mean, this has been my baby, my labor of love, and that other people loving it as much as I do and really seeing the vision and wanting to be a part of this movement, I mean, nothing could really fulfill my heart more than that. So I'm really excited to see that. Well, that's definitely the most important part is that people enjoy it when they're done. That's that's the most important part, and everybody has <laughs> yes, fun with it. And go everybody. by that and go get more. <laughs> that's right. That's right. you got to go get more. Well, I um, do you think that in the future this would also be available at maybe restaurants or, or even possible bars where people can just kind of go hang out too? Or is this going to be strictly just online and, and in, and in sh- uh, supermarkets and stuff? No, absolutely. I, I mean, I have spoken with a few restaurant owners that said it would be great, you know, for them to serve at happy hour when they're having to get through mixed cocktails quite quickly. Um, so I, I would love for it to be at restaurants, hotels, um, even on airplanes. Um, so I would love that down the road for sure. So really, it's just kind of a journey right now. And as you know, we start to get those questions, those calls. Listen, if they want it, we will provide it 100%. Luckily, I have a, the largest distributor in the country working with me, so getting, getting the, uh, the two chicks anywhere in this country is, is not a problem. Well, Megan, we are just about out of time, but I, I'm so excited for you. I really hope this Thank takes you. off, and I really cannot wait to see how this is going to flourish for you. Um, once again, tell everybody how can they find your products, find you, and uh, just discover more about the Two Chicks brand. Well, they can go on our website at www.twochickscocktails.com. I'm also on Facebook, Two Chicks Cocktails, Instagram, Two Chicks Cocktails, and Twitter. And it's T-W-O-C-H-X Cocktails on Twitter because Two Chicks Cocktails was too long online. Um, They can find me there. And then obviously also also Cal BevMo stores and online at BevMo.com. And if you go into your local BevMo and for some reason the two chicks are not there, ask for it and they will order it for you to make sure it's in that store and stocked. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I I hope you have a great Halloween here with everybody. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. And I look forward to talking to you more in the future and see which one wins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got so much more, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> All right, guys, it is the end of the show, and thank you guys for spending a little bit of your Saturday with us. We hope that you have a great rest of the weekend and that you have a great week coming up. And also, while you got some time this weekend or this week coming up, try checking out a new type of art that you want to do. And also, whenever you get a chance, always support local artists. You know, those guys put out their best for you. They'll be willing to help you out with just about any type of project you have, from websites to graphics to music food, whatever it may be, support your local artists because they are a heart of your community. 
All right, guys, so uh, we got about a minute left, and I'm going to tell us how you can find us next week at the same time, same place, same channel, as Batman always said. You can find us on WKLAP every Friday at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Internet, WKLAP.com. You can find us on AM FM 247 every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on their AMFM stations across the United States. Go check out amfm247.com to listen online or find out where you can hear us in the local areas. Also on iHeartRadio On Demand. It'll be right up there every single solitary week. So from our family here to yours, have a great weekend. We will see you right back here next week for more great interviews, great commentary, and who else knows what else we got, but we will bring it to you, and you're going to have a lot of fun with us. All right, guys. Enjoy. See you next week. Bye. That's the end? We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.